happy, happy. Oh, let me do that real quick. Woohoo! There we go. There's some light. Bring some light. Happy, happy Wednesday. It is happy hump day in Southern California. And we have thunderstorms. Like it's raining, it's drizzling, it's hot, it's humid. Uh, just interesting things happening in the weather today. So it's, uh, it's a little wild out here. A little wild. It's wild. I keep telling you, it's wild out here. I, from the things that I've been seeing, woo, this market is wild. It is wild. Uh, but I do want to say and share that we have a great, great show today. Oh, let me do show captions. Um, so we are in episode 168, and we will be talking about um, something that's been brought to my attention. So thanks to my uh, dear friends, colleagues, senior clients who text and call. And I think when I get enough conversation or buzz going, it's something that we need to uh, bring up. Um, <laughs> Cindy says, I still sport my ready set shirt. Thank you. I'm glad you do. Did you get one of these? Or did you get a visor? You need a visor for when you go to the festival. I got to get you a visor. So the visor, the ready set real estate visor, I've got pink, red, blue, black, white. Let me know it's yours. All right. It's yours. You need it, you know, support at the festival, represent. You're going to need a visor. Just my thought. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for your continued support. I will say that to all of you. Gosh, you all immensely. <laughs> you're like, yes, I want a visor. I want a visor. It's yours. Um, wait a minute. Is this the same shirt? Yes. Eric had me cracking up about that shirt. We'll, we'll, we'll laugh about it off air, not on air. <laughs> Eric is great. Oh, he's great. He's great. Okay, so we're in episode 167. I feel like we're at one. No, no, no. We're at 168. And we're going to be talking about selling your backyard for a profit. Selling your backyard for a profit. Hmm. I can only get that emoji. What is it? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's the emoji. Selling your backyard for a profit. Uh, we are on 168, I feel like, yeah. Okay, forgive me. I'm just getting my stuff together. I just grab my tea. We're going to do classroom style today. So let me share my screen. And before I do that, I, of course, I will give disclaimers. But we are going to be talking about selling your backyard for a profit. Why? Because there's a buzz going on that in California, you can split your lot and sell your just your backyard. <gasps> so I could just sell my backyard and make some money in my backyard. We will address those questions. We'll address some concerns, some things you should be aware of, right? Because what we do on this information pack show is we give you the information so that you can make an informed decision. Uh, and then maybe you do your own research, right? Don't let Lisa lie to you. Don't let me lie to you. Mm -mm, don't let me lie to you. Go do your research. All right. Uh, of course, wait, hold on. I'm so excited. I've got so many things going on. I'm like, woohoo. Okay, let's talk about writing down your real estate goals before I do disclaimers. Write down your real estate goals. We are in second quarter. We're actually wrapping up sec second quarter, going to third quarter. So still write down your real estate goals, please. Whatever those are, right? Um, if you're deciding refinancing, cashing out, um, purchasing, purchasing another property, doing an upsell, or excuse me, up leg, or you kind of upsizing or you're downsizing, just write down those goals because then writing it down, you become accountable to the things that you're communicating to the universe that you desire to see happen or transpire in your life. Write this stuff down. It really, really works. You should see my vision boards. I'm surrounded by things and lists and timelines and because it's it's so important it's important okay before i do disclaimers of course we want to shout out our show sponsor we do have a show sponsor and that's ominous property solutions and they've been really great and we will be right back after the sponsor break do you have properties that need to be maintained for professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. 
As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. Thank you, Omnis Property Solutions, for your continued support of Ready, Set, Real Estate. And what we do on this show is seek to educate, inform, and empower on uh, all of those things real estate. So real estate literacy is what I am. I'm a real estate literate advocate, right? Because I've, I've, you know, been we've been teaching kids. By the way, the boot camp is coming up. <clears throat> We're doing it in collaboration with one of our local uh, nonprofit organizations in South LA. And so if you have a kid, I think ages 10 to, I want to say 10 to 20, they might be 23. I don't know the cutoff. Just kind of send me a message and say, hey, I'm interested. Um, that cohort is starting July 7th. So I will be doing the real estate boot camp to the cohort. They are a teen tech center based in South LA, doing amazing things. And I appreciate uh, those who are running the camp. Shout out to Cassie Betts and her team at Misla, Vermont's Lost and Economic Development Corporation. Uh, for those of you for, for for bringing me on board and seeing the importance of real estate and financial literacy to their youth, uh, their youth scholars who are learning uh, tech, who are learning to be tech engineers and designers and software programmers and uh, tons of other things that, you know, building robots there. They, we toured the center uh, this when they had their grand opening a couple weeks ago, and they are creating NFT apps. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, wow, it's, I am excited to be a part of it because that's the future. That's, you know, this is our future is we have to show them, teach and empower them. So that's, that's my spiel. Okay, I'm redoing my show caption. So it's selling your backyard for a profit. Okay. You know me. Just want to make sure it's right. Okay, before we get, jump into the show, I am doing classroom style today. So, of course, that's bring your pens, paper, notepads, pencils, take your notes, text message on your apps, whatnot. If you're using, if you're tuning in. Disclaimer, of course, is this information is not to be used as legal or tax advice. Please seek those reputable licensed professionals. Again, reputable licensed professionals regarding your specific case or scenario as it relates to any legal questions or tax advice. So get with uh, the right team. Okay. Me, of course, who am I? For those of you who are new to me, I'm Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. I'm your host and creator of all kinds of stuff, right? Award-winning author. I'm a professional agent trainer. I'm a broker owner of Devenio State, separate from our show. And I'm an active real estate professional, meaning I stay active in the business. So that means being active and doing it enough times, I may know something. I might know a thing or two, right? And staying up to date. And that's what this show show, uh, that this information is as of the laws that have gone into effect January 1st, 2022, affecting homeowners, affecting property owners. And this is why we've been seeing a lot of things. So I will speak from a perspective. Um, I'm a neutral perspective. I'll speak a pro and cons to this. I will speak um, from experience and what I'm seeing the negative because I I usually am brought in when something happens um, and then like it's, you know, got to clean it up type thing. So that's me. Right. So uh, pricing strategy advisor in terms of, you know, my titles, experience is I'm certified in short sales, uh, trained probates. Um, what else? Standard sales, of course, foreclosures, and all unique situations in real estate. 
All right. Very good. So you know the rule, the rule of engagement. If you don't, then you should know that the price of admission for this game, this real estate gem is press one. Let's me know you're here. Press two, two down there in the chat, in the chat box lets me know you shared it. So one, you're here. So I know you're in attendance. Press two lets me know you shared it. Sharing is caring. And if you, if I, if I drop anything that is like real estate worthy, is a mic drop. We're doing this fun thing where you can drop the mic emoji in the chats so that we can like, you know, highlight for the people in the back that may have missed that. Because oftentimes I'm just sharing, you know, I'm just talking about different things. So it's, it's important. All right. Leslie Allen in the building, my friend, colleague, realtor broker is in the building. She says, I'm here. CJ Clarence Johnson, also a realtor colleague. He's here. He's in the building. He's pressed too. He says, I'm shared it. And you know, I can tell, I can see if you shared it, right? Uh, so he says, you forgot you have patience of a God. <laughs> I love you. You would think I'm paying her, but I'm not. <laughs> this is, I don't, you may let people know. I, I'm not paying you to say those things. I love you. I appreciate you. She says, you have patience of a God. Uh, those words really mean a lot to me, especially at CJ had to call with me yesterday. Um, had a call. He, he, you know, we were discussing and, and so he knows he, I kind of shared with him just kind of what the year has been like, just what we've been seeing market wise, just a lot of things. So this is why we've been doing the show is to keep people 10 toes to the concrete be vigilant, be alert, right? So be vigilant. She says, no, she does not pay me. LOL. No, I do not pay her. Okay. So this is all, <laughs> all of her, what she said, what she says. Okay. Very good. Classroom style. Let me share my screen. Appreciate you patience. You know, I'm always having a good time with this. Um, I love what I do. I love doing it. Um, I lead with education and it's been a passion of mine. I, Hence, the industry has recognized I me. Mean, the industry has been nice enough to give me awards and uh, education as an edu real estate educator. So I, I appreciate that. So we're talking about here is up zoning, right? So California, those of you who, are, who may not be in California, our ADU version, I'm just going to put this in top context. Our ADU version is uh, similar to granny flats in, out of, in other areas. Um, I noticed some cities just kind of have, they're either like tri-levels, um, they have finished basements. So the structure itself is a bit different um, for us. So ours uh, ADU accessory dwelling units can be built in a couple ways on, on the land, on the property as a, what we call a junior ADU that it meets um, build restrictions and limits. Uh, relative to the size of the main property. So there are limits of how small an ADU. Some of you have been hearing how more and more popular tiny homes are becoming. So people, uh, even Amazon has gotten in the game where they're selling you a home in a box and you can put it together on your property. Uh, of course, we're going to talk more about what's available, but I just want to give context of what an ADU is, because when I've spoken with my senior clients um, who are thinking about cashing out on their property, selling, downsizing, moving, they're hearing this as a buzzword. You know, people are saying to them about this ADU, ADU. So I'm going to speak from that perspective because a lot of my senior clients are targeted. Why? Because they're the ones who I believe um, have 86% of, are the owners in the market. They are owners. We talked about stats and statistics on our last shows, a couple of shows, you've heard me repeat this, and I'll reiterate it again, that our senior clients are exiting the home ownership market between 2016, we're now in the latter half of this phase. It's been a two-part phase. And from 2016 to 2026, 10 and a, 10 and a half million uh, homeowners are exiting homeownership. And what does that mean? That means they're either no longer uh, owning the property, right? They're transferring it out. They're selling the property. They are passing on, meaning they're dying. So we've been seeing on our market, have you been seeing? more probate uh, tr probate and trust sales, which is what I'm enjoying and I love. 
uh, because for me, it's uh, twofold that I get to, you know, honor the decedent. I can help the family get through this very challenging process at times. And it's very timeline and process driven. It's a process. I'm, I've normally, my business have, I, I've always prided myself on experience, right? Experience. So now I have to couple experience with process because it's literally a time from the, the date petition start is filed, letters are granted to when the distribution uh, is, is finalized or closed, meaning the state is closed. Those dates are fi finite, meaning the court sets that time frame. We as professionals are working within that. And so I share that with you all is because these are things that we're seeing um, in our markets as we're dealing with this generation that is aging, right? So they're aging in place, which means ADUs are going to be a popular possibility, right? Um, CJ, I'd love to hear your feedback because I'm going to also be talking about how cost varies. Would love for you to, um, in fact, CJ, if you have time, you're welcome to come on a show. Let me do this. See, you see how I, watch me do this. I'm going to send you a message um, on Facebook and I'm going to send you the link. You're more than welcome to jump on and speak live and in context from your experience because you just built an ADU and we were talking about, um, you know, different options in terms of shopping. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, I heard my phone go off. So forgive me. My phone is so far away from me. So if it rings, that was my bad. Okay. CJ, I sent you the link. So if you have time, you can jump on. Um, I'll be on for a minute and we'll be covering towards the end about costs, right? Why costs vary. So I'm setting up our, our stage essentially. Okay. So let's talk about some benefits. Um, are we all in agreement? Got it. ADUs, attached dwellings, garage conversions. You've been hearing it in campaigns on the radio and marketing. Turn your garage into cash, right? Turn your garage into cash. And um, wonderful, wonderful. CJ says I can hop on in three minutes. That's awesome. Wonderful. So see, see, see how we do this. This is how we do it. Great. So he's got the link. When he comes on, I'll bring him on. <clears throat> We're going to build again. This is uh, so we can all speak from experience and we can speak from pro professional place. Benefits to ADU, starter homes, right? So off the top, we're looking at a generation twofold, right? Seniors are living longer. That's Those are the facts of life. I'm not going to talk conspiracy theories here of kind of what we've been witnessing, but uh, facts of life are they are aging um, and they are living longer, which means historically what we've seen is that typically when they pass on, those properties transfer over, right? Uh, the properties get sold to a new owner, new buyer. And so we are still exhibiting this housing shortage. In fact, we're in California and California is leading this charge. I don't think it's really a proud thing we should be proud of, but we are leading the country in homelessness. We are still exhibiting and experiencing a homelessness crisis. So you see that happening, leading the charge uh, is California which is why there's been a big push politically. And you guys hear me say this and you should really see this. Real estate is very political. Real estate is political. We've seen a couple council folks get in, in trouble for some, some deals and hand washing and, and things that they've been taking under the table, right? So they can get builder contracts passed through and different things happening in other cities. And yeah, you don't need me to go over who, what, where. You can look that stuff up. I know New York is one, Cali's one, Washington's one, Florida's one, long history in Florida. So we, we, we know this. We know this happens. So as part of this big push to address the homelessness crisis, we've seen now there's been some ordinances that have now put in, been put into play. So creating starter homes for younger families. So the idea is that if we can split the lots, then what can happen is uh, we can then be able to do co-ops. There's a company out here who's doing it. I would love to, I would really like to get them on the show. So I've been working on that and those relationships to get them on the show. There's seniors aging in place, which is a big thing. So now the families don't have to put 
uh, grandma, right, or mom pop in a home, uh, they can now uh, have a space, a de designated place for them or themselves. They can keep the parents in the main home, build the ADU, they move on the property. Now there's a caregiver um, along with themselves to be able to stay connected, stay safe, right? Because we've heard all the crazy and sad stories happening when you place your family in homes, right? Convalescent homes, whatever that is. Uh, my family being one specifically, um, we are actually, we, we experienced the loss of my uncle because um, uh, of negligence and kind of a wrongful death over something really that could have been avoided. So that's an unfortunate. So I speak from that space and place. Then there's the long-term investment, which uh, CJ can talk to us about, about the long-term investment of ADUs. And then, of course, this big push about creating affordable housing, right? Affordable housing. So we're getting into this. How are we feeling about this? Let me hide this real quick. All right. How are we feeling about Oh, no. Okay. Um, yes. CJ bringing you on. Okay. Hey, can you hear me? Let's hear you. Speak. Yeah. I can hear you. How's it going? Perfect. Perfect. Clarence Johnson, realtor. Uh, in, share, share with them. I know who you are, but you know, you know you better. <laughs> I'm uh, Lisa's understudy. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's understudy. I'm a realtor, that. investor, um, only over 10 years for both and just trying to figure out this market and others where, where we can fit in for our clients and, and myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to bring you on and I'm, I thank you for taking the time um, for this impromptu, <laughs> impromptu, but that you got to stay ready, right? You see if you... Oh. If you <laughs> Always. So, so this is this is kind of the style, right? So we're going to be impromptu, but because I know he's first, we talk, we connect. He's definitely uh, just kind of learning. He says to me, I remember you said the other day, you said, um, I I always learn something on your show, like just one thing, you know, it's just something. So I appreciate that. And, and I get to kind of uh, share with you and give back and highlight you as well as another colleague in the industry who's doing the same. And you've been a huge supporter of um, what we've been doing with the youth work and whatnot. In fact, your nephews were my students. So um, we've just now reformatted. Now we work in collaboration with other organizations. So I don't have to be this one woman person doing everything. <laughs> That's a lot. You're wearing many hats. <laughs> I know, I know. So let's talk about this. Why are some costs higher than others? And so I've just highlighted some points that I'd love for you to jump in on. Um, scope of project being one of them the quality of work. I've seen some really beautiful architecturally designed ADUs that I'm like, man, I want one. <laughs> then there's permits, right? Depending if you're in LA, unincorporated areas. Uh, my investor client, we were working on a project and we actually did not get our permits. We sold the property with an ADU uh, con garage conversion. We paid for the permits, but they were not finalized. And so it was just a process during COVID that the client was not willing to wait for. So I also want to address that as well, because you're purchasing something that's converted, but unpermitted. What does that mean? Boom, boom, boom. Right. And then there's fees. So give us your take on just kind of what you've been seeing, your experience and walk us through that as well. Because um, I, I followed your journey and your comments in terms of how your projects from start to finish as you were working on that. Got it. So we we did do a COVID ADU. So everything was a little slow with permits. And I'd, I'd say about 50% on the permit city side, 50% on the contractor side. There were things that could have been prevented in regards of um, timeliness. But we ended up all in all doing a project in about a year that should have taken four months. But I'm actually grateful because I see people that are taking upwards of 18 months on similar projects or ground up projects. We did a garage conversion. So we actually started the project before, before materials boom during COVID. So before the whole wood price increase. So we didn't have to deal with that, but literally the price he quoted me for a second ADU because we wanted to do one in our primary home. We were doing it in a, um, a rental that we've had for some years a garage conversion, he quoted me about $15,000 more for a garage conversion wow. after the, the price of wood and materials went up during COVID. 
Ooh. So how do you, I think it's important for people to catch that, right? So you're being pitched. Oftentimes you are, <laughs> you're being solicited, right? So you're being solicited, you're being pitched, ca- turn your garage into cash. Yes, that is a real thing, right? So we do have ordinances in place that allows you to do that. In fact, if you've been in LA, anywhere in LA, most of you already had an illegally unpermitted garage anyway. So the city has said, well, let's try to do this in a way that it'd be safe to the people that's being housed because there's been shoddy, you know, shady work. Um, We've all seen the shacks and sheds and the exposed wiring and all that. That's a huge liability. Um, You've heard the nightmare stories that when you want to uh, get the occupant out, you can't, right? Because now they've reported you for the uh, unhabitable conditions in which you set up. So this is why we're now in a space where there's like, okay, here's the guidelines, right? Here's what we set forth. You pointed out that you you feel by experience should have taken four months. Fortunately, you accomplished it in 12 months. You see people still going at it 18 months. Absolutely. What's key for me um, in that is it costs money to build stuff, right? So if you've been told that we're going to get this done in four months, you, what was your, do you mind sharing like how you financed your project? Um, oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm the king of HELOCs. So <laughs> king of HELOCs, explain the HELOC. So drop that in the chat below you guys. HELOC, H-E-L-O-C. Uh, that's what we've been talking about. Go for it. HELOC's a home equity line of credit. It's basically, think a credit card or a checkbook. In many cases, they'll give you like a debit card, but the bank I deal with only does checks. So it's, the ability to tap into the equity of the home without refinancing your first position mortgage, which was key at the time because those first position mortgages was, they were as low as they would ever get. So the way the HELOC works is almost like a credit card. You can use it, pay on it for whatever the set term is. I think it's um, it's a 10 year draw period. And it's like, you have the option of paying interest only, you have the option of paying Principal interest, which is super unique because you can never just go to a regular mortgage and pay principal only. I mean, interest only. So it does give you that flexibility to float during a project that takes longer than it should, whether it's a flip, whether it's an ADU. So the the HELOC just affords crazy flexibility. And on the back end, because we're not quite living off that money yet, when I'm finished with the project, I can pay that HELOC off and use it again for the the next project. So it's a lot more flexible than like a cash out refi. And it, it doesn't require you to touch that first mortgage, which would be crazy in these times if you were able to refi in, in the other times. Right. In the last two years when, when we had historic lows. What, I, what I'm noticing, and um, it was actually on... I think the time that you you had shared about the HELOC, what I've been noticing in retrospect um, right now is that the banks are freezing those as we're kind of getting a little bumpy. Um, I had a I have had a couple of people inquire. So, like you said, it's like a credit card; it's available. But also, as we're watching kind of what the market is doing, they're wanting to make sure they're protecting their shareholders. Uh, because a couple of things I see happen, it they did that. I'm gonna put this in context and timeline. I've seen that happen, and that they did that. The banks did that on the HELOCs and freezing that or reducing the limits when the moratorium expired, when the forbearance expired. Because naturally, if you had not been paying on your mortgage and now time is up, you would now be tapping into that to pay. So you're robbing Peter to pay Paul type thing, right? So now you're paying your mortgage tapping into that, right? Drawing from that to try to stay afloat. And they didn't want, they don't want to, they didn't want to see that or carry on that additional debt that you were already having challenges with. So I did see that. Um, I think you said uh, some positive things about being able to get it done. So that's great. I think that also probably speaks to banking relationships as well, right? Um, If you've been there with them for a while, you've actively been doing or using it. Um, you'd be able to pull some strings and say, yeah, don't, don't, don't reduce my, 
my line of credit. Excuse me. Do you want me to pull all my money out of here? Type thing. Um, the the plan has always been to if if I do see the tide rising, to write a check because I mean it is a credit card. If the money's gone, the money's gone. But if the money's there, it can be freezing and it can be frozen, and I think even called in some circumstances. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's one way, and and I'm glad you talked about it. Is the is the HELOC? Let's talk about the reason you did it. So we talked about the benefits um, in terms of doing an ADU. What were your choices? What was your reason, and how did you factor that? You know, your break even period. Like, what was that involved? Because I would imagine you put in a lot more work than the solicitors who come to our clients' home who sit there for 30 minutes and have a tablet and give you a nice video and presentation and say, here's why this is, this makes sense. And I need you to sign here, right? E-sign here. (laughs) (laughs) I did do a lot of research. So in regards to options, I'll, without naming any specific companies, there's, we only had space for a garage conversion. So I know we couldn't go ground up. I know we couldn't do um, like a manufactured unit that gets dropped in. Um, I still did research those because we're investors. We want to see what opportunities look like elsewhere. And we did have other properties where we could possibly do like a manufactured. What I found was the cost of those pre-manufactured units were significantly higher. And in some cases, they would help you manage a brand new unit that could only have a clogged toilet. (laughs) They would finance it, help you manage it and help you find tenants, which isn't difficult. When we, when we listed ours personally, we had, we had a hundred inquiries in three days on our 420 square foot ADU. Hence the reason a solution to the housing crisis, right? You're You're going to, you're going to fill a vacancy. That's for sure. I think the key question is, you pointed out, right? There are companies that will do all in cumbersome, manage it for you, the project and the tenant. So it's, what's the cost, right? Like what is that built in? How much is that? And how is it relative to um, what I'm, and I'm going to discuss this, this profit sharing. It, um, it's absolutely relative. I actually tuned in because when I saw your title, I'm like, Lisa gets it and everybody doesn't get it. Everybody doesn't get it. I would build an ADU in your backyard and split the profits with you for managing it because it doesn't cost much to manage it. It doesn't cost much to build it. It's literally almost like me buying your backyard, but people are doing it on scale and, you know, knocking on your door and sending you TV commercials. Yeah. Especially if they're overcharging and financing and managing, they're, they're getting paid five different ways. (laughs) But thank you. So I, it's not just me saying it. Um, there are many different ways, right? And so my big, my huge thing about this, and you, you had called me yesterday, and we were talking about, and I, I still have yet to do, and I'm going to do a show segment dedicated to this. Um, but we were discussing about uh, specific performance suits, and. My client has been in, um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because of this next reason, tied to ADUs. My client was purchasing a property that the seller was solicited to build an ADU, and that ADU was being financed through what they called a government-funded program. In California, there's about three or four other states in the United States that utilizes this program. It's called the PACE and HERA Loan. These are Uh, energy efficient home improvement loans. What I find interesting is that these loans are being solicited and packaged by contractors who are not lenders and they are presenting them as a means to finance an entire ADU project. So when they bill the Pace and Hero uh, servicers or lenders, they're itemized cost to the project is a thousand dollars for a toilet is you know uh (laughs) i mean my client ended up having to pay off a pace lien during the sale of her home uh she was downsizing senior and she said i know i got taken the tankless water heater charged through the pace program 
was $14,000 for the installation of a new tankless water heater. I we're having this discussion because it's in the context of what we're what we expect and what I'm call what I expect to see happen in the market um, with adjustments in prices and these pace and hero liens being attached to these properties is we could easily see that when someone wants out because they cannot afford the increased payment. By the way, this this is being attached and holds first position over your mortgage because it's attached to your property taxes. Meaning, if you don't pay that they have rights to foreclose on you. And your lender, although they're not doing it because it's being done on a mass scale, have the right to call your loan due. So you 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 don't realize what mess this is kind of creating for us. And I've been saying it in different ways. So I just have to give heads up about be aware of how these proposals for an ADU are being presented because they're, they're oftentimes they're misrepresented. Um, solar too. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so afraid right now. No, I'm not afraid. I'm just, ah, I'm like, gosh, they just don't quit. It's solar. And then Biden just approved this like $15 billion for home improvement. I'm like, oh, this is going to be crazy because our folks are already targeted. There was a whistleblower for these companies that were soliciting for Pace and Hero who said they were being trained to target Black, Brown, seniors, veterans, and non, uh, non-English speaking clients. Um, so that's unfortunate because the, these are the folks that are being sold these packages, like you said, right? Yeah, rent your garage. Um, so the answer is yes, you can do it. Um, you can sell your backyard for a profit. Profit. Um, CJ, would you sell your backyard? Just your back, <laughs> just your backyard. <laughs> Not to an outside party. the The crazy thing is, and I'll be the first to admit, even when the contractor told me it was fifteen thousand dollars more to build my second ADU, when I looked at the numbers, it didn't matter. It still made more sense than. I'll be honest. I make money from selling real estate. It made more sense than going to buy a duplex on market for 800,000 in that market. We were in a market where duplexes are eight, 900,000. And I was able to create a one bedroom unit for under a hundred thousand. It's a dream come true. I do it 20 other times in my backyard or someone else's. Right. Yeah. But um, People's best bet is to do it on their own. <laughs> there you go. Right. So and on your own means with a, an experienced team. And that's so hard to come by. So because people feel like this is rocket science, isn't that usually when we get taken? Because we think the things are bigger in our mind than really just getting like it, throwing yourself in there and attaching yourself to someone who's d- done it, who's experienced and will say, hey, no, these numbers don't match. Because I'm hearing in terms of quotes and whatnot, I'm like, whoa, like 200,000? I guess my client has, or not my client, the property we were purchasing, the sad part of it is the seller ended up getting a lien tacked on of $125,000 for a project that was never built. In fact, they never broke ground. Wow. So that lien still is attached to the house. His property taxes went up by $16,000. And that's what created the contentions that we have in our transaction is that. So it is something that, yes, you can sell your backyard. You can split your backyard. In fact, um, now my my idea of trying to do 14, 15 day uh, escrows and cash deals with developers for my clients who are deciding to sell to an investor or developer um, is not necessarily as quick and easy as I thought, because now my developers do need documentation to satisfy the compliance of SB8, right, these ordinances, so that they're not um, tearing down or demolishing properties that have tenants who've been living there for three years who are subject to affordable housing or subsidized rent. So they now want uh, records from property owners that you've occupied that property for the last five years in order for the project to be feasible for them. So a lot involved, but here's some things I want to point out. If you do sell, right, um, (laughs) 
if you sell your backyard and that this was the question posed to me and I made a post about it is because my clients and my senior clients, when you're being told in a very quick pre presentation that when you sell it to me, it's also can being confused with the renting option, right? Or leasing your space. You can't sell your property, your backyard to someone else and still collect rent. It's not happening concurrently with that. It's you're selling it. They beautify your yard. You keep your driveway because now it's an easement. There's a new fence installed because there's a new marker of the new property line. And that's their property, their rental property. What in now what used to be your backyard It's not your backyard anymore. It's someone else's property. So those things, that understanding has to be made very clear, which is why I want to point out, read the fine print, read the fine print. Um, similar to what, excuse me, similar to this last point, what CJ mentioned about, you know, renting the garage, right? So this is the garage conversion. Does it make sense for you? Um, what I've recently seen pitched is collecting um, $5,000 annually and you're under contract for 30 years. So you're being, it's being said that you would collect um, the profit share of 150,000 over a 30 year period, um, I have a couple con questions and concerns, right? Um, because now there's a new construction. So I imagine there's a slight property tax assessment, right, CJ? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm right. waiting on mine. <laughs> You're waiting on yours. You're supplemental, right? You will get a blended assessment, right? You're going to get a blended assessment where they will uh, assess this. You will continue to have the assessment on the existing structure. And then you will have the assessment on the new construction because that's what the ADU conversion, although you're converting the garage, renovated property in this instance, by their definition, tax assessors, is considered new construction. So they're going to hit you with that. So factoring that, then there's property insurance, because I want to make sure, in fact, in fact, one of our property insurance advisors said the insurance companies are now physically coming out to inspect properties. They, they asked me for about 10 pictures and then came back and asked for clarification on one of them for the, for the ADU. Yeah. So there we, we have a lot of insurance companies nervous leaving the market. Nervous. <laughs> very nervous because imagine something happens <laughs> as a result of a build or something you did, you didn't tell them, you didn't notify them. And then you're filing a claim for, the ADU part of, of this property. And it's like, uh, hmm, this, this gets messy. It gets mess. This gets sticky. Um, so you want to make sure those two big things are going to affect your bottom line, right? That those are not little things. Um, so again, wanting to just be aware of what things you should be looking at when you are talking about profit sharing, how's it calculated? How long do I have to remain in this contract? The key thing I want to also continue to point out, listen, contracts, contracts, just like relationships, you know, whether you they end when you die or they end because you want it to end, you should be asking the question, if it doesn't work out or I want out, how many days do I have? How many days do I have? Um, any comments, questions? Listen, if you have been tuning in and you, you tuned in all the way, thank you, thank you, thank you. How many of you, by show of 100, drop that 100 emoji in the chat, found this very helpful? Uh, let us know. CJ, I appreciate you. Any last comments and questions as it relates to the discussion of ADUs, lot splits, selling in your backyard? You know, do you sell your backyard? My thought is like there might be an ideal client or candidate for, for something like this. I mean, yeah, if you if it's vacant, you're not doing anything, sell your backyard. You don't plan on doing anything? Okay. At least, at least make sure it's equitable because, like you said, one hundred fifty thousand over thirty years. I'm getting fifteen fifty a month for our ADU, and literally, our tenant moved out prematurely, and we're we're switching gears and doing uh, travel nurse rentals. So we should be getting twenty five hundred for the same space. If I give you one hundred fifty thousand over the next thirty years, you lose. You absolutely lose. Wow. Wow. The other thing is a big selling point is adding value to your property. 
Right. I've got an appraisal on my property with ADUs. We've sold properties with ADUs. And I'll be the first to tell you that appraisers look at a property with an ADU like a giraffe's in the front yard. Like, obviously, this thing is of value, but I don't know because there's no other giraffes in Inglewood. <laughs> right. As, as we yeah. have more giraffes and because... <laughs> People build ADUs to hold. They're not building to sell. That was a good idea when they first, when the law first passed, but they slowly realized they were appraising low. So a lot of people were just building to hold. You don't have great comps. You don't have great comps. And the appraiser that appraised our uh, primary purchase, when I told him we're going to build an ADU, he looked at me and he said, they'll let you do that. I was like, yeah, they'll let you appraise it too. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's such a perfect point, because when we did close that one, um, two things, two keywords with that. And I, I I had a training with I think you attended with Mark. He's the appraiser. Yes. He was very helpful in sharing with how to he's like, it's so new. We're learning. We're all learning how to define the value for an ADU, just like you're being pitched on solar panels. You don't get value for solar, by the way. We, we're not caught up there where we can be like, oh, it has solar. I mean, everybody says that solar's paid off. Or a $100,000 pool with a water slide. It's like $20,000 on an appraisal. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're you. So done properly. I mean, what they're doing is depending on what you're getting. And they're very conservative when they, let's say it is permitted, right? Um, did, do you know if he did a um, the rent survey on it, maybe calculate the value based on what you could get? times that by 12 and then said that's the value to, of it? I don't know how they came up with the value. I was happy with it. So I never argue when I'm happy. When I'm <laughs> unhappy, I find a, a point of, of argument. But um, I mentioned the value actually just so people won't get sold just on adding value because you're not going to add an ADU and all of a sudden have 200000 in value because the loan, you know, the, the way the lenders look at them is literally... Even if you have permits in hand, they still look at them like they're these illegal garage conversions. Yeah. On yeah. purchase, you're not getting much, you know, I don't think they're, they're not even looking at the income on purchase. So if you're buying a duplex, you can use the income on purchase. If you're buying a single family with ADU, they're not going to give you that ADU income, even if a tenant's in there. Because uh-huh. they look at it almost like they still are using the legal garage conversion terms. As that catches up, I think the ADUs will be priced in line with um, the price per door for like a duplex. Right. So in Inglewood, we're like 350, 400,000, but you're lucky to get a hundred thousand in value from a, an ADU right now. Wow. So that goes hand in hand. Why I probably had so much fight um, on that last deal. Uh, we were able to pull it off and got that ADU <laughs> accounted for Um and it was a fine line because it was an unpermitted ADU, but to our benefit, it was done by GC, a general contractor. So we were able to push that it was done in a workmanlike manner and, you know, get our value that way. And yes, we do see. So that is very interesting. It's so funny because we've got to remember appraisers are opinion of value, opinion of value, opinion of value. So you ask, you can get multiple appraisers and you're going to get multiple varying appraisal values for the same subject property. And I think it really helps to really understand on those line items, as I've seen, and Mark was showing me where to look. Um, He says they'll add it as a line item, as a bonus, a rec room. Um, They'll calculate the square footage. Uh, Then they look at kind of like above ground. It's really, it's cool to me because I'm into this stuff. I'm I'm (laughs) So I, I look at this stuff, but very helpful to know because the way it's being pitched and presented for the audio, Lisa. Okay, can you hear me? What did I do? I like hit mute anyway. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this up. CJ, appreciate you, man. I, I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you've been wearing your ready set real estate hat. I know you do marathons and stuff, so. Yeah, I've been <laughs> ran a marathon since I ran a marathon. Last thing, the the manufactured. So imagine if it's so subjective with stick built, which is pretty clear because all these houses are stick built. 
if you put a manufactured property behind a stick built property and ask the appraiser to make sense of that, it's going to be even more difficult. Oh, yeah, because there is a difference between. Uh, so now my mind starts thinking like manufactured homes, right? Attached to the that whole thing, attached foundation that. OK, this is this uh, advanced, advanced ADU. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I trust that this has been really valuable. CJ, man, my brother, I appreciate you. Thank you for making the time and in providing time. your value and your experience. You have been uh, really awesome. And for all of you, make sure you provide feedback and let us know how this helped or share it. You already know. Somebody needs to know this information because someone is knocking at your door telling you to you know, turn your garage to cash. Do your homework. That's all. Don't let me lie to you. Don't let CJ lie to you. To go do your research. All right. With that, I say have a powerful, productive week. We'll see you all next week another on another information-packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Thanks, guys. Bye.